The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out and save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to playoffs. check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the evolution of Google search results. Joining us is Morty Oberstein, who is the head of SEO branding at Wix, which is a leading cloud-based development platform with millions of users worldwide. And Wix makes it easy for everyone to create beautiful, professional websites. And today, Morty and I are going to talk about whether Google results are getting worse or maybe not. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Morty Oberstein, the head of SEO branding at Wix. Morty, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. What is up? How are you? It's been a while, my friend. It's good to have you back on the pod. It's great to be back on the pod. Look, you're a man of many talents, the international man of SEO mystery. I think the last time you were on our podcast, you were working for an SEO tool. You had a, a, you know, a cup of coffee working at SEMrush. And then you decided to go back to the motherland, back to the, the mothership. You were working at Wix before SEMrush, and, and now you're back at Wix. Yeah, I, I swapped it. I was consulting for Wix while I was working at SEMrush. Now I'm consulting for SEMrush while I'm working at Wix. You just get around, my friend. So you've got lots of visibility, not only into what's happening from the tool perspective, but also what's actually really happening with websites at scale. So I got a tough question for you. Are Google results getting better or are they getting worse? Oh, such a loaded question. I think they're getting better, 
but everybody thinks you're getting worse. Go on. Why do you disagree with everyone? Because I'm a nonconformist in, in general. But so what's happening is you have, over the last couple of months, articles from the New York and other big magazines and websites and all sorts of publications putting out content saying, hey, Google's not as good as it used to be. It's, it's bad. And that's not really true. Because if, if you're somebody like myself who's been tracking the algorithm as it's progressed you know, very closely since I say I've been on tell the algorithms around 2016, 2017, you'll notice that the results have gotten a lot better. For the most part, there's enormous amount of gaps, there's shortfalls, all sorts of problems that Google still needs to fix. But what you've seen them do is sort of evolve, use things like natural language processing, machine learning to do really interesting things in the algorithm, to find things. I'll give you just a really quick example. Google can sort of find out if you're using the wrong tone in your content. So the case was around a, a business loan. The content on the page was, Hey, a business loan is a classic. It never goes out of style. Sort of like selling you a used car. And what Google did was profile the language. And so that's marketing language. That doesn't belong on a page that you can literally take out a loan that could ruin your financial life. And we're going to knock off those rankings. That's pretty advanced. That's pretty smart. But what sort of happened with people is people all of a sudden woke up one day. And actually, I pulled when I was at Semrich, I pulled data on this. The search volume around things around, say, data privacy is up 100% since 2017, meaning people are searching for those things way more. Why? Because they see people go to Congress. They see Google goes to Congress. Mark Zuckerberg goes to Congress. They're being scrutinized. They think they're catching on that Google and Facebook and all these companies are retargeting them with ads and catching on their data. So people are now skeptical of the web. I always say the web's almost like a teenager. We're a little bit skeptical, a little bit rebellious. We've sort of woken up to the world around us a little bit, and now we're questioning it. So all of a sudden, people are now looking at the web and looking at Google in particular and saying, whoa, what's going on here? Does that mean that the web results are worse than they used to be? Or did we just kind of woke up and be like, whoa, 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 like things need to be better, which I agree with. That's true. So there's a lot to unpack there. I think three things that you said to summarize are, are insightful. When we talk about whether Google search results are getting better or worse, the first thing is Google's ability to match not only query to a page, but also understand the quality of the content and the tone of the page, right? So we've got natural language process. It's sort of how does Google algorithm filter through everything on the web to provide the right results, I think is one part. I think that there is the second part of what is Google actually displaying on the SERP this is not something that you expressly said, but there's different user experiences in search results where we're getting into the zero-click game. Google's providing more answers. And so the experience in a Google result isn't always moving on to another website. It's what information is Google showing me so I don't get search results or don't think about the search results. And then the last thing is what's the consumer sentiment for the company? How much trust do people have in Google? We're going to talk more this week about the natural language processing, about mum and, and all this other stuff. And, and we're going to talk about the featured snippets as well and Google's ability to bring content. So let's focus on Google's consumer sentiment. Do people have less faith in Google, even if the actual search results are getting better? Yeah. And I think that's part of what's happening. I think it's not just with Google. I think it's with the web overall. I mean, I'll give you the example of my father who knows nothing about the web. But he'll ask me, oh, uh, this review, is that really real? All of a sudden, it's become part of the discourse. Probably not, whatever it is. No, it's definitely not a real review. He's right. And he, that's the point. He's right. There's a lot of things. My wife would be like, how do they know that 
I was just looking for this. I was looking for it on Google, but now I'm on Facebook. How do they know this stuff? And people are generally kind of concerned. And I think optically it doesn't play well for Google. Does that again mean that the results themselves aren't where they should be or aren't better? And by the way, if there if there isn't great content being shown, whose fault is that? Is it Google's fault or is it content creators? Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Well, I guess the question is, like SEO, is consumer sediment of the internet a zero-sum game? If I have less faith in Facebook, am I going to rely on Google more? If I have less faith in Google, am I going to default to Apple for finding content, right? Like, And the experience that I think about is you're seeing more of the younger generation, I think we're calling them Gen Zs now, are doing things like searching on TikTok for content, right? It's not actually conducting an actual search query. It's using these non-traditional algorithms to go find answers to their question. So do you believe that consumer sentiment related to Google is zero sum? Is Facebook's lack of positive sentiment helping Google, but Apple with their focus on privacy is actually taking trust away from Google? I kind of look at it like there's the old guard and the new guard. And it's ironic that TikTok is part of the new guard when really that's probably the platform you should probably trust the least. But you have Facebook, you have Apple, you have Google, and they're the old guard. And they've been in front of Congress and they've been caught doing this. And there was the whole, you know, uh, was a blue Jedi with Google was really in, in cahoots with Facebook about their whole ad network and blah, blah, blah. I think those folk, what happens to Facebook impacts Google. What happens with Google impacts Facebook. I think there are platforms like Snapchat or, or TikTok that, that get left out of the fold. And I think it's basically based on ignorance because if you knew what was going on in TikTok, you probably wouldn't trust them. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been a well-discussed story. When we talk about Google search results getting worse, my underlying feeling is that the natural language processing, Google's ability to not only parse out which pages provide the right information, what's the tone of the information, and then be able to basically do the filtering for you and present the right sentence or the right paragraph means that Google search results are actually technically getting better, 
right? They are more accurately, faster, finding the right content across the web and bringing it to you. Now, the problem is, I don't know if people trust Google. I don't know if people as much as they used to, right? I think that people, like you said, are more apprehensive about big technology. And so that means that maybe people don't believe what they're reading, that it is relevant, or even if the search results are technically more accurate, is it actually helping Google in the long run? Give me a reaction to that. Yeah, and it's, I agree with you. And it's really not hard to do, right? When you look at the results, there's maybe, I would say on a good result page, there's a couple of good, you know, two or three really good results. The rest of it's kind of fluff. Your average listicle, five best ways to whatever. And so it's easy to hate on the result, right? But, you, but you, when you dig deeper, what's, I think what's really going on is, look, back in the day, Google had PageRank, which was novel, but the technology only really went so far. So Google could only understand and parse out a piece of content to whatever X degree, which meant that if you wrote your average listicle, which is basically fluff, in my opinion, you would still rank, which sort of incentivized you, hey, I'll write this, Google will rank it, the user will see it. And we sort of trained people in the past, like, okay, this is what web content looks like. You want to go to a store and buy anything like that, a book? If I, if I wrote a book in that way, you'd be like, this is garbage. But for web content, this oh yeah, it's, you know, your average listicle, whatever. What's happened since then is we've looked at the content, like we don't really trust content anymore. We realize this content is bad. And now we're going back and saying, hey, Google, it's your fault. But in reality, there's a whole incentive cycle that's been sort of propagated for the last couple of years that Google's kind of thrown a wrench into and saying, hey, we're starting not to rank that average crappy listicle to the same extent that we used to. And we're trying to filter it out. It's a long process. It takes forever to do this. It's really taken years to get to this point, and they have filtered it out, but they're not all the way there yet, which is why you have an update like the helpful content update. So, But instead of people realizing where Google was, where it is, how it got there, and the amazing leaps and jumps and advancements that it took to get here, we just kind of look at the content and be like, wow, like Google, this is not the greatest. You don't have my best interest in mind because I'm already predisposed to not liking you. You know, at the end of the day, Google's done such a good job of filtering through content that they've incentivized content creators to produce a certain output. And now I think what they're saying is, look, we need to pull the brakes on that. We've seen this with the helpful content update. What an awful name for an update. What happened to the creativity of Panda and Penguin? I don't know. Glenn Gabe had this, he wanted to call it Orca, which is perfect. It's like, you know, a killer whale, but it's the whole black and white panda penguin, right? Arctic animal. I don't know why they didn't do that. Puffin. Puffins are black and white. Puffins aren't scary, though. Puffins like, ah. Have I don't you know. seen puffin a puffin? Like, you... Only on a cereal box. If I put a puffin in front of you, I don't think that you'd go give it a hug. <laughs> anyway, Google search results getting better, maybe. But in the eyes of the consumer and the content that they're driving SEOs to create could actually be the root of the problem. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Morty Oberstein, the head of SEO branding at Wix. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Morty and I are going to continue the conversation talking about Google Mum and the future of search results. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Morty, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can visit him on Twitter. His handle is Morty Oberstein. That's M-O-R-D-Y-O-B-E-R-S-T-E. E-I-N, or you could visit his website, which is theseorant.com.
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.